0: I grew up being told I was being silly, stupid, (laughs) acting up. Like, why won't you sit down, blah, 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 blah. control. Yeah. It was like, go to school, get your education, get married, get a job, and like, that's the
1: end. Because you've done some cool things. Are you now funny in the eyes of your family? I'm still dumb,
0: (laughs) but I just happen to make money from being dumb.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's what you say to them. What's your job, being dumb? Just being dumb, Yeah. (laughs) Welcome back to the pop-up with Paul and friends. You made it for another episode or you're here for the first time. Regardless, I'm grateful you're here listening, watching, subscribing, whatever you are doing. We're here having great conversations in my studio every week. The studio has been really cool because like, it's a it's an inviting place. We have good conversation. We have real conversations. I try to make it feel like there's not microphones and cameras. And, it's, and I feel like it's more that way each week, especially this week. My next guest... Uh, I just met this guy a week ago. This is what's so cool about doing comedy and meeting cool comedians. And um, within one second of meeting this guy, we hit it off as dads. You know, you do comedy in L.A. and across the country. And you're not always connecting with other comics about fatherhood and relationships. And I don't know what my mood was the other night. We were doing a show together, and I just immediately showed up and started venting bits to him about marriage and about fatherhood. And he was like, I get it too. And I looked at him. I'm like, you have kids? You look like you're 22. Uh, but he's got he he he's a father too, and we just hit it off. And I think it's refreshing when you meet people in comedy that are as authentic and real as this guy. And and I have a good meter for that. I think from being raised where I'm raised, and also just being doing this for a long time, where you can just tell right away when someone's cool and real. And he totally was that. And I want to make sure I get his resume right because. First of all, you've probably seen him in commercials. This guy's done more commercials than anybody I know. So you recognize him. you like, oh, that guy, I've seen that guy. He's done a lot of commercials. He's such a great actor. You've also seen him in Distancing Socially, Bandemic, Double Jack, Alone in the Apartment, The Goldberg, Snowfall, Harry Danger, The Larry D Show. Also, some of you may remember him when he got his start in the BET reality show College Hill, which put him on the map years ago. This guy's been in and around show business doing very cool things for a very long time, and I'm grateful to meet him in the stand-up scene that he's been a part of for a long time to come in and chat. Guys, put your hands together for my new friend, Willie Mack. you got a face for TV. Wow. Man,
0: I'm working on it. You know? This industry is something. I've been close to having my own show at least four times out here. I had a meeting yesterday with a guy uh, who is my had me do like a small thing in Vegas for like 3 months nice. with Cirque, de, Cirque, Cirque du Soleil. Ah. So they're doing like this uh, variety show and they're nice. looking for a person to host this particular act. So it would be like the acrobatics m- mixed in with like uh so they got they got a major headliner. They he didn't tell me who it was mixed in with some other uh, magician, variety acts and uh, I was recommended as a host and so we'll see. That's I would awesome. love to do Vegas and just be out there. Yeah, to, it's twenty five minutes up top and just keeping the show going. Stand up is a very, very interesting thing that you can't understand the avenues that can come from it. Correct. When I was growing up, I grew I grew up a preacher's kid. So I grew up being told I was being silly, stupid, Mm -hmm. acting up. Like, why won't you sit down, blah, 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 blah. Control. Yeah. It was like, go to school, get your education, get married, get a job, and like, that's the end. Then I move out here and find out the goofier you are, the funnier you are, the more money you can make. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit. I've been a comedian my entire life, but I was just called dumb. So, <laughs> it's not that I was dumb; I was just funny, and it was just it was
1: just tooled the wrong way. Yeah, and it just was, you know. So there's something about coming out here and and discovering. This is the town to do it, I think, here in New York, where you Mm -hmm. figure out who you are, what you want to say. Yeah. And then you can get the opportunities. But to your point, the world has changed because I did read up on you and your bio, and I know you said that you're working towards your own show. When I see you, I go, Where is his sitcom? Where is his show? I get asked, I don't mean to sound like that, dude, but I get asked that a lot. And that's, but I think like when things are supposed to happen, it already makes sense for us. I just met you and I'm like, I can't wait to see your show. Yeah. That's how I feel about you already. Hey, I appreciate it. But I think that's also a testament to the work you're putting in you you mm-hmm. see that goal for yourself you know uh, to touch on the development thing with like a not too nitty-gritty hollywood but like that is just the business like i've been in a similar boat i've signed deals it's so funny too like the excitement levels change over the years of being in this business right it's like oh my gosh i got this ar- this is it yeah this is the moment i'm gonna i'm gonna. everything's gonna change and then a week later you're like oh man uh nothing changed nothing I, changed uh, but i bought some stuff
0: yeah hey, oh yeah <laughs> I've had dates blocked off. Like, hey Willie, block out this date to this or day. No. You'll be going up and da da da. I'm like, what? I'm yeah. calling all. I'm calling my dad. I'm calling all the
1: prayer warriors at the church. <laughs> like everybody, pray on three. <laughs> with- <laughs> Has your family accepted? Like, are you now not dumb because you've done some cool things? Are you now funny in the eyes of your family? I'm still dumb,
0: <laughs> but I just happen to make money from being
1: dumb. <laughs> And that's what you say to them. What's your job? Being dumb? Just being dumb.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, it feels good to now be at a point where I've made more money than like, let's say my parents now and all of that. Mm-hmm. And now I'm able to be like, see there? It, it pays to be dumb. Yeah. But it, it, it doesn't feel like this anymore because they, parents, something happens when they get older that they get softer. Uh, yeah. Like my parents have gotten softer. Like they don't remember spankings. They don't remember. That. I'm like, yeah, my Ma, you made you made me and my brothers walk because when we when me and my brothers argued, let's say we was driving riding in the car and we was arguing, fighting, playing, whatever. she like, stop, stop. And we didn't stop. She would make us get out the car. And she would tie like a string around us and make us walk home to do like some unity stuff. And we was telling like, you made us walk home, and we were from the country, so it was mm-hmm. dark. There was no street lights or nothing. We had coyotes and deer and everything <laughs> running around back there.
1: So I'm like, yeah, you did that. I like, never done that. I'm like, you just. What? Yeah, yeah. I, I feel the same way because I have, you know, my parents are grandparents now. I know you know this too. Mm. They're softer on my kids. They're different with my kids. I'm like, yo, you were so much harder on me about that. Like, yeah, but you know, I'm older. I'm, like, I'm a grandchild. I'm a grandkid, you know, yeah, grandparent now.
0: My dad said, because I said the same thing to them. And I was like, yeah, but Malcolm. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, we found out that that, that didn't work. So,
1: <laughs> Look at you. You're still dumb. Yeah, you're still dumb. So we're trying to make your kids undumb. <laughs> and you're like, but, I, but I'm paying for my kids with the dumbness. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I do want to take a moment with you. I want to talk about your career and get to know you All better because right. we just met. But I do want to take a moment as dads. When we first, we just met like a week ago. Yeah. So what a cool guy you are for showing up, too, to do the pod. I just hit it off with you immediately. I was like, this guy's real. I like this. And we talked about dad and marriage, like within seconds of meeting. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, here we're just, I don't know. I was in a mood, I think, too. Yeah. Or I don't know what it was. We were about to do a show together. But let's take a moment. Like, what's bothering you? Your kids are grown. I thought you were your son's oh, age when I met you, goodness, first of all. man. What's bothering you as a dad today? That's what I want to hear today.
0: How (laughs) lazy they are. Like, I actually had this conversation with my son. I was like, when I was your age, I moved out of the state, out of my parents' place. You moved in with me. Mm. (laughs) I'm like, you have so many avenues for money. Y'all can do Uber Eats, y'all can do Instacart, you could do, you can do, you could do, you could do. I'm like, in order, back in the day when I had to pay child support, I was t- I'm telling them all of this. I'm like, I used to have to do clinical trials. Mm. I don't know if you've ever done a clinical trial and know what they are. It's when you, anytime you see like a, a, a medical ad or, or a pharmaceutical ad and it says, this might cause da-da-da-da-da-da-da, I was the one that tested the stuff out before I went to market. You're
1: talking medicine, like oh, pills? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, I did scary. spinal
0: taps. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, because what they would do, like, there was, like, uh, these uh, clinical trials where it would be, like, 14 days in the hospital. And you would take this, like, Alzheimer's drug. And they wanted to see how much of the drug went into your brain. So you would take the drug and then... Um, They would do a spinal tap and they would drain your back fluids and they would see how much of the drug actually went into the the fluids. And if you had headaches, if you was nausea, you had to write down everything every day for 14 days. And then they send you out on your way and you get $6,300. I'm like, I had to do this, Malcolm, to just not only stay out here in California in a place where I have no family. Yeah. But also to make sure that your mom had money. Yeah. And you're telling me you won't go out there and do Instacart? So he goes and do Instacart, right? <laughs> I finally convince him. He's like, cool, Dad. I'm going to do Instacart. Day one. Day one of him doing Instacart, downtown L.A., where I live. He's on his e-bike. He gets hit by a car. Oh, no. I rush over there. He dead. I got hit by a car. I rush <laughs> over there. I got to take him to the hospital. <laughs> This, all, this, all these moms
1: of me getting on them for getting a job. I'm like, bro. Now you're losing money with a hospital. Now girl. I'm losing even more that, money. Oh, my gosh. That's ridiculous.
0: This is the type of stuff that frustrates me. Yeah. Because he wants to hustle. He's like, he only, he wants to do music. I'm like, I want to just do standup. Yeah. I mean, I've been blessed now to be in a position to only, where I can only do standup. Yeah. But I, it wasn't always this. Right. So I think that's probably one of the hardest uh, things, but that's also partially on me. Because I was such a young dad, for those that don't know, my son will be 21 in a couple months. But wow, um, because I was such a young dad, I raised them like I wanted to be raised as a teenager. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't as hard on. I can't. I couldn't think at 18, 17 years old to spank a kid. Yeah, like I'm not thinking
1: at while I'm trying to do my own schoolwork. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't imagine that. You're You're like. Hey, I'm gonna treat you. I'm gonna be cool with you because I I wanted this for me, and you're young enough to you're close enough to that time. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, I remember this ten years ago, right, or whatever, (laughs) (laughs) whatever. However long it's, and the math is a little off, but I can't believe your son is that old. With when you see you, you go, this guy
0: taller than me, and everything. Wow, he's 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 bolder than me. He had, but there's also something cool about him that I wish I had which besides me being a cool dad is <laughs> just like he has this fearlessness of him because mm-hmm. I get, since I honed his skills and not honed his skills but like I I was whatever he wanted to do I was there for where yeah, I was yeah. like hey dad I want to do this he's like no you my dad was like either go to the army or go to junior college and then go to college and get a job.
1: Nice. Yeah. I'm like,
0: but I don't feel like that's not me. I feel like I want I need to be doing something else. And yeah. he's like, no, 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 no. Mm. Where he's like, I want to do music. So I'm like buying him studio equipment. I'm buying this. And I'm like, hey, we need to get you a publishing. So I'm introducing him. I introduced him to Anderson Pax uh old oh, manager cool. and just ooh, I'm, I'm making to help. A, yeah. I'm just trying to help. So because of that, he has a uh, he has more of a fearlessness. Uh, in him and it's like, all right, I'm going for this. Yeah, that's so, good.
1: Yeah. That's good. It's so funny, though, generationally with parenting, because I think the same thing. Like, you want to oh, kind of do it differently than your parents. Take whatever they did that worked for you and then mm-hmm. do that. But then, like, I never know where the line is. Am I too old school mm. about this? Am I, should I not get the bat? You know, yeah. I, mean, I'm no, I don't hit my kids with bats. But you know what I mean? <laughs> like, where's the line with how old school I am? Am I too new school? Are we giving them too much? It's like a weird time to parent. Also, with your son's work stuff, I think it's optics for kids of this generation. No kids want to feel like they are doing things that are humbling. They want to be like, "Hey, uh, I if he wants to do music, that's great." But but a lot of kids want to appear to be doing the music and don't want to do the crappy jobs that help you get there. It's like there's there's no A B C D anymore. I think kids just think we're going A to D like that because I want my Instagram to look like. I'm killing it. I don't want to. I don't want to go work a day job. I'm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm above that. I want, mm-hmm. I'm not saying your son thinks that, but I do think kids think it's like a quicker track. Yeah. Where our generation, I mean, we may be similar ages, where you know it takes a long time. You got to work a hundred different jobs, and it doesn't. Kids now, I think, feel like it's a forever thing. Like, oh, I took this day job. I'm going to be working at this ice cream store forever. Mm-hmm. Now I'm never going to do my music career. And it's like no, you make the money to buy the music stuff or to help with the music stuff. I do you feel that way? Like it's a kind of like. One track minded a little. Well, the thing is,
0: we didn't grow up with social media. Yeah. So we didn't necessarily have these optics except for the people that we saw on TV. So I didn't see stand up until later on in life. Like I knew of it, and you know whatever, but I was really sheltered, so we wasn't really we didn't have cable. We with the movies, and that we had one TV in the house, so it wasn't like turn on this mm. and whatever. And so it wasn't till I got older. I, the first comedian I saw was Russell Peters, and I was like, oh, that's fun. I could do some. I feel like I could do something yeah. like that, but it was never thought. It never dawned on me that this could be something. Now. On TikTok and social media, make the way that they are showing some of these people making money so quickly and so easily and so young yeah. is ridiculous. I stay in a, a luxury apartment downtown and half the tenants are just TikTokers mm. and people who look like they just got out of high school <laughs> and they're making double six digits and just yeah. like I remember walking down I don't really know a lot of them my son saw one of them when he first moved in and was like oh snap that's such and such I was like who? <laughs> and then he shows me and is like oh and then it shows this kid just holding like this stack oh, of just God. hundreds and yeah, I did this off of a YouTube video. You post one YouTube video, wow. it gets 20 million views, and it's like $30,000. Wow. And
1: it's like, dang it. Yeah. It is a different time to make money in what we do. I also think like it's a different time for kids to see how kids make money. Like you're mm-hmm. saying, you see it differently. And it is possible. I'm not trying to knock it. It is possible. Yeah. Some kids can go out there and do great. I just also want my kids, if we're talking parenthood, I want them to learn the value of the dollar, to learn the hard work. I just save up to get everything I ever had growing up, my car, my computer, mm-hmm. whatever, while was. I was DJing. I had to do everything. Now I'm worried. I'm raising her in LA. <laughs> she goes and asks if the pool's heated. She's five. So at someone's house. So I'm I'm I have that fear being here. I don't yeah. know if it's worse in LA or if it's in my mind that it's worse or more. But there is a lot of kids making money and, and parents making money and give you know helping their kids here. I don't know. It's a good. It's an interesting balance. I uh,
0: I like the idea of raising a kid in L.A., but I wish it had some mid Midwest East Coast values. Like L.A. exposes you to a lot, sometimes way too young, because you have kid stars and and you know you're, whatever. Like I uh, I'm trying to think of the best way. To 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 explain this, one of uh, uh, I was dating a chick a while ago who uh, whose um, ex husband is like a huge NBA star.
1: Ooh, that must have been tough.
0: Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Yo, that's tough.
0: And I actually re- I can relate to that. But keep going. I'll t- keep going. And so when my son first moved here, she was like, "Hey." Uh, bring Malcolm to my daughter's birthday party. I'm like, all right, cool. Where's he gonna be at? And it's like, we rented a yacht. Now, my son just moved here from Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, his first week out here, he's on a yacht with, I'm not gonna say the name, but just know that he was one of the people that I looked up to playing basketball. Ooh. And I was like, oh, I couldn't even say hi to him. <laughs> <laughs> and my son's hanging out with him, and I'm
1: like, ah, that's tough. Wait, how did you? I wouldn't get over that with, if I was dating her. I wouldn't be able to get past that. Was it? It must have been tough. I don't want to. Try oh, too I much bring here. it up to her all the time. It must have been a tough little like. Oh, all by the way, the my he, you know your ex is my hero. I tell her all
0: the time. Like I'll see her, and I'm like, can you can you get? His
1: autograph with. For, for. There's also a cool flex on the other side of it. It's like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm the rebound. I'm the rebound. I'm the, I'm rebound. the rebound. Hey, <laughs> get that rebound, man. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs>
0: I'm taking this off. I think I'm, sweating. I'm. Sorry,
1: you know, we are in a hot. This time of day, it's the hottest time of day in the valley. The valley. So you tell is- me, you tell me if you get too hot, we'll take a break. We'll uh
0: we'll throw nah, some water we're on it and everybody now know you got your, that your, I am wiping my head with my cardigan. So y'all seeing
1: I've never seen you out of the cardigan. You wear you famously wear cardigans on stage. I have maybe 40 different cardigans. you're, you're you wear it well. You gotta do a cardigan ad. Have you done a cardigan ad? No,
0: yet? I've never done a cardigan ad. You gotta be ad. in the
1: cardigan spot, dude.
0: I, I love a good cardigan. I think it it it, it it's the idea. Okay, now this could rub some people the wrong way. My idea for stand-up is like I watched a few comedians and I wanted to embody but uh, be a mixture of a few different folks. So I said I want to be a millennial version of, now take the negative side out of it, Bill Cosby. He's a storyteller. He's, yeah. he's really comfortable. When you see him doing his stand-up, he's usually sitting down, talking to the audience mm-hmm. and just is very con- is very connecting. Mm-hmm. And the thing about Bill Cosby was also, he was America's dad at one point. Mm-hmm. He was the part, people, especially in the black community, that black kids looked up to that didn't have a father. Sure. And so I was like, hmm. Him and then Bernie Mac. That's where I got Mac from in my name. Mm. I met Bernie Mac on the Bernie Mac show in like 2000, I think 2006. Seven, six, seven, one of those. I was talking to Kalita Smith, who played Bernie Mac's wife in the Bernie Mac show. And uh, she was like, where are you from? Because I used to have a really big afro back in the day. And she's like, you look really country. And I was like, oh, I'm from St. Louis. She's like, oh, my assistant's from St. Louis. So she brings over her assistant. And as I'm, we're all talking, Bernie Mac comes out. And he's like, who's this Melted Milk Dud y'all talking to? <laughs> and uh, he was one of the coolest people that I ever met. And I was like, whoever this dude is, I, I'm going to start studying him. Mm. And so I studied the way that he got his show so he famously has this joke about his three key ki- about three kids and he was like uh it was the whole milk and cookies bit that he did on the um kings of comedy mm-hmm. and then i watched his documentary and i found out that that story belonged to somebody else and bernie Mac asked it was like his friend's story mm. and his he, bernie was like can i take that story and take that up on stage. And his friend was mm. like, God, I don't do stand-up. I don't care. So he famously got his TV show based off of that bit that he got from his friend. And then I found out Bernard, uh, his real name is Bernard McCullen, mm. and my real name is William McMiller. So I was like, we can change our names? Uh-huh. Cool. So I ended up changing it to Mac, added an extra C in honor of Bernie Mac. Nice. And uh, so... He was like my inspiration. So I was like, how can I bring these two cultures and these two people together in today's time? Right. Because I was listening to Steve Harvey do an interview recently. And someone was like, when you going to do stand up again, Steve? He was like, when I'm done, when, when I'm done with the TV world. He's yeah. like, because the stuff that I got to say will get me canceled. Mm. He was like, I can't say what. I was able to say before, mm. and like even when you listen to some of these older comedians, bitch, you like, ooh, that wouldn't have flown, right, right. If they was in in, in our time, like yeah. they did an interview with Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy said he rewatched some of his stuff and was like, ooh, yeah, yeah. I said that, yeah. So now we're in a we're in a world where everything that we say can and will be used against us. Yeah. So how do we find this? this this balance of what we want to really say and who we really really are versus and also not be canceled because somebody takes offense to a joke and people can be offended
1: for other people in yeah. this in this world. Oh, totally. That's what happens all the time with comedy now like They'll take on uh, people take on other races and be like, "I'm offended for that race, yeah, but I'm not that race, but I feel it let's let's cancel you because of that. Trust me, I get it. I also think <laughs> as comedians i I love talking about this because it is the time, like I love what you're saying about defining how you how you want to be a stand up because we get the opportunity to figure that out. I also think you are living in this time, you're not coming in here, being old school and talking about you know. You're a modern dad doing a modern life, so we're going to joke about the things that apply now, social media, all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So you already are that bridge just by our ages and what we're doing. The other thing that you said that I really think is interesting is how valuable our words are. Like I'm, I've only been doing it in a few years, but I'm so inspired by what you're saying. Like literally, we could think it's dumb or funny right now. Together, we come up with something. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go try that. Right, I'm going to go try that Thursday. Mm-hmm. And then you could develop it, and now it's a five-minute story. Mm-hmm. That five-minute story might get you your show. Like It's kind of crazy. And not that we're just trying to do this to get shows, but the vehicle of stand-up is still there. Yep. And I just love the allure of that. It's like, what's going to happen next? Maybe we'll do something together. Maybe we'll do this show, mm-hmm. and then someone sees this. I love, because I do think my idols are similar to all these old greats that had these opportunities cuz they were just doing the stuff. So do you I'm curious about why you started stand up and it, it strikes me as like you know it's a ticket but you're also so good at it and you're funny. It's just like a natural thing for you. Yeah. But some people go I'm going to do stand up, I'm going to get my show, I'm you know, I'm going to stop doing stand up. I mean, there's famously Eddie Murphy, so many people who just mm-hmm. kind of were like I got I got there. Is your are you are you is your goal to keep rocking with stand up forever or do you find yourself developing to a point of wanting to maybe do something else movies TV and beyond I want to do
0: movies TV and beyond but stand-up will always be there for like stand-up yeah. will be my baby forever it's one it's just I just get it yeah I'm, I feel like sometimes I'm at a point at stand-up where I just understand how to do it and, and this I've been doing stand-up since uh, 2009. Like, and maybe like 2 years ago i found my voice about 2 3 years ago i found my voice and then this year it really maybe really after my after my daughter passed away in march i found that dark side of comedy where i'm like fuck it and once the fuck it part came in it really just really crafted who i am and what mm-hmm. i've become because i'm not worried about what people think of my standup or what mm. people think of my voice, because as comedians, and not all, not all of us, but a lot of us, are like I said, we have this concern of what people say and what people think. Like you can't tell me nothing right now. Yeah. After after this situations happened to me, I don't like your bitch die. Nah. Like yeah, that's yeah, yeah. how I feel sometimes yeah. deep down. I won't say that. Yeah, but deep down, I'm like. <laughs> Do not care. Yeah. Here's what here's how I feel. This is what I'm thinking. Let's just have some fun. Like when I when we did that second show with uh Joanne's show and I'm just over I'm talking I'm talking to Susie sitcom. I'm talking yeah. to Carol and I'm like I'm just I'm just I'm just having fun at this point. Yep. And it just happens to translate into humor and a personality and it's something that people now want to come see and be a part of. Totally. So yeah. I am. uh
1: I see that you're so genuine and authentic up there, and you really feel you look so comfortable, and like you're having a good time. Mm-hmm. Also, I did not know about your loss. I'm so sorry. Ah, thank I, you. I also I never talk about this, but I completely relate to what you went through. In that, I have an effort mechanism that went off a couple of years ago as well. We lost our daughter, stillborn, at eight and a half months mm, pregnant, sorry. stillborn baby. Yeah, sorry. So I went through that loss. So this is interesting. We're touching. I didn't even know this about you. Yeah, but. You you can understand. All grief is different. Grief is horrible, mm-hmm. and everyone deals with it differently. But I do talk about this with my close friends and family about it did unlock something for me in stand-up. It's almost like a I, I don't – life is too short to care – and sweat things that don't matter. And there's a liberation. I, I yeah. can it's weird because I, I feel liberated. I'm not fully there yet. I've only done Santa for four or five years, but mm-hmm. there's a liberation in my comedy and my personality. My, some of my family goes, you've gotten real, uh, you're real aggressive. I got, I'm just bluntly honest because uh-huh. why wouldn't I be? This life is short. Why would I sugarcoat how I feel and then build a resentment for two months? When I've been through this crazy grief, yeah. and I think grief sh- like is a kind of turning point for a lot of people, and it was for me, so I, I didn't know you went through that, but I could just tell you as another dad who has a, has a, my own loss, it did change my personality, and I would say it changed me for the better as a comedian, because I'm mm-hmm. kind of like, I'm going to figure out who I am, and you're going to like it or you're not. And I'm not going to, like I used to care, I used to be so like, did I, did I please that person, did I not, I hope I could do this. Do you feel like because what you're describing? I've never related more to another dad com- comedian where it's like exactly that. Yeah, like, you're like F it. I literally eff it. Well, what's the point? I'm gonna make people laugh. Yeah, yeah. Right. We people care if people
0: care about the wrong things. Yeah. People, there's like when you, when I I'm, I watch all these. Karen videos online <laughs> and they're just screaming at, at, on planes and then they got to do all these up, <laughs> just it's just like what is wrong with y'all yeah. what are y'all so angry about yeah all the time yeah are, are you honking at I get some honks on while you're driving but my like, like people be like Willie honk at that person I'm like nah why I'm like I, 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 they nothing nothing matters yeah and because of the, I don't know if it's if it's good. Maybe as I've numbed myself out to a lot of things, but it is a honesty thing. Yeah. Where it's like I'm just being honest. I, I'm tired. No, I've been saying no a lot more, yeah, and it same. feels
1: amazing. Yeah, it comes from this place though of like if you can go through such a tragedy and you you see it just it's a perspective leveler. Mm-hmm. And I do think perspective is important for everybody, but I haven't lost that perspective since that event for me, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, wait, it's still right there. Top, drop of it. You brought Ooh. that up. I'm like, yeah, yup, it's right there. And I'm human. I'm going to get, I'm going to flare up, obviously. I'm going to get, have little things. You know, I'm still married, so I'm, I'm, I'm with the wife all the time. Things pop up in my human nature, but we do, we even talk about our daughter. We go, hey, let's just, let's level this perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rosie, Rosie perspective. That was her name. This is, this is what we're, this is this is what life is about, right? Like let's just yeah. not sweat the dumb stuff.
0: I know? one of the things that helped me get through my grief was uh two things. One, so my daughter was seventeen, she had uh she had um fibromyalgia, mm. she had a, a lupus, and she had some autoimmune disease that the doctors couldn't figure out. So when she passed away, the first, you know, few weeks it was just I just couldn't stop crying. Mm. I still cry every once in a while, but at this point, I was, ah, all the time. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, she's not in pain anymore. Mm. She's not going through what she'd been going. She was in a walker. She she lost her hair. And I was like, she got to be miserable. She's, hell, I get it. Mm. I get you wanting to be out to get out of here, and you you was able to. Somebody's still living in pain every day. I've yeah. had toothaches where I wanted to die. Yeah, I've had surgeries, and then wake up from the surgery. I'm like, ah, yeah. I couldn't yeah. imagine that being an everyday yeah. thing, every yeah. step, and blah 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 blah. So that woke me up to a point, and then I said to myself, How dare I think life shouldn't happen to me? Mm. There's people that go through this stuff every day. Yeah. Guess what? My number was called. Mm. My number got pulled. You, you see the stuff in Maui. You see the stuff that happens overseas. Like, I'm still, my mind is blown by this war in Ukraine and Russia. It's mm-hmm. like, what's what's happening over yeah, there? Yeah, And And, you know, and the news is becoming more graphic. So you're seeing, like, the actual totally. bodies and totally. you're seeing actual. Yeah. And I'm over here like, damn.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And this happens to me it was my it was my turn it sucks i hate that it happened yeah. i miss her all the time i have a lot of regrets as a father mm. which makes me softer on my son sometimes mm. because he like there were so many things i told her that i'm a put i put off with her that i said Wait till daddy gets another commercial. Mm. Wait till I get, once I get this TV show, baby girl, we going to live it up. Yeah. And I had the money to do it anyways, yeah, but I yeah. always wanted more money to really secure the sure. bag. Sure. And then boom. And I'm like,
1: Yeah.
0: I didn't do any of the stuff that I promised her that I was going to do. Yeah. So now like the perspective, I'm like, all right. What's everything that I wanted to do? I wanted to travel more. So i travel more because yeah. I was always what they call an L.A. comedian. Because mm-hmm. I wanted to just be in L.A. because I make more money in L.A. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of commercials. That's mm-hmm. my bread and butter. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm just going to stay in L.A. And I'll, do, I'll be the man in all the clubs and blah, 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 blah. So now I'm like, all right, I never performed in New York. I'm gonna get out of here. I'm gonna go perform great. in New York. So I'm performing in New York for the first time on September 21st. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's my city, man. That's
1: great. Yeah. Congrats. That's where, did you start Stand Up in New York? started there, yeah. Well, where are you performing? Uh,
0: I gotta look it up. It's this guy. His name is Vic. Uh, oh, old Tony Vicky's? No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm doing something. Somebody I just reached out to. That's great, man. That's great.
1: That's awesome. Like, yeah. So what you're saying, though, and I love this point about, getting through grief and perspective is like live the life you want to live. And also you carry that with you and you, it, it, it constitutes the decisions we make. Right. And I think I, as weird as it sounds, it's, it's a good thing for our lives to um, have that fresh perspective on how we make decisions, especially with family, especially with career, making money, whatever it might be like, yeah, it's an effort mentality that I, I haven't met too many people that are on that track because we get, stuck in the kind of bs of the peripheral stuff Mm -hmm. when that's why i think i i I knew you were real but you're very real you're (laughs) real real which i think uh i think matters i think it matters also for the success you're going to continue to have because it's like people want authenticity people want you to be real and also life is short why would we not be ourselves and figure out how we're going to make people laugh and what what do we want to teach our kids right yeah be yourself and follow your dreams right you know like not cringe and try and do something that your parents want you to do or whatever else. So I think it's your living testament to that mm-hmm. after going through that. I think that's amazing, man. I had no idea.
0: Yeah. I mean, like as I come up with a quote, life be life. I don't know if I came up with it. I'm sure somebody else has said it before, but that's, 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 that's the only way, that's the best way that I can describe anything. Boom, this happened. Life be life. Yeah. Oh man, such and such is pregnant. Damn. Life be yeah, life. Yeah. We out here, Greg is working the boards. We over here doing this. Our life life. He's fucking life. life. Be <laughs> we be
1: sweating in the garage. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love that. Isn't it hard too? Like I find since this kind of moment for me, it's sometimes really hard for me to see people sweat really in my mind, really like not important insignificant things. Like I don't have a lot of compassion anymore.
0: Mm-mm. Petty.
1: Mm-mm. I'm mad Mm-mm. about this thing that, and I, I just go, "Hey, that's really not." Especially people who don't have kids. I have uh. such a hard. Is this bad? Like I have such a hard time people who don't have kids telling me how bad their life is because they couldn't get their their dog to to sit or I whatever. Them. You know, what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I hate. See, them. we can be honest people. We're <laughs> honest comedians. We hate you. Get real problems. Hate. <laughs> yeah, I.
0: One of the things that I'm. I'm Eventually, I'm going to write about uh, my daughter and, and just the grief and all of that. But the people that had things that they compared this the uh now now I understand everybody they're probably relating to the grief part but my comedian brain just my brain yeah. sees so many other things like somebody told me like oh man I, I'm sorry that happened Willie, blah 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 I know how you feel I lost my dog like I'm like bitch oh god I will I hate you. Yeah, no, no. I no. hate you. Or people yeah. that told me they've lost like their their grandparent. I'm that's which is sad. I'm like, how old was your grandparent? Oh, they were 95. They were supposed to die. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they were on their way. Yeah, they were on their way. 95 is a little different.
0: The average is 80. Yeah, like, they did great. They surpassed
1: <laughs> the odds. Um, you know what it is about grief, which I know you know, is people don't know what to say when it's that hard, when it's that bad of a loss. People yeah. don't know. They don't look at you and they don't mm-hmm. know what to say. Mm-hmm. And then they say dumb things thinking almost like fix their own insecurity. It's not about us who lost things. It's about our people. It's about them just like filling the air. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I my dog died. It's like, yeah. what the? What? <laughs>
0: Don't, just, just give I me like a hug. i like fish sticks.
1: Like what the fuck? Just is this? give me a hug and yeah. get out of here.
0: Yeah. You see people's mouths about to fix to say something stupid. Just, I know. Sh- sh- I know. Sh- it's cool. It's I, it, yeah. Got, I, I used to be don't.
1: that. I don't know if I used to be that way too, where I would kind of oh, I would say something first because mm-hmm. I, did, I knew people would just people got get real awkward around loss too, which is funny to me in a way because we all have to deal with it. It's like it's such a weird. We kind of grow up, and I know you grew up in the church. I grew up Catholic. We kind of mm. grow up with this weird sort of like fear and non talking about this thing that we all have to deal with. Yeah, right. Like not to get so deep with you, but I'm just following the combo. Yeah, like it. We why can't we? Just be honest and talk about it, and then like not make it a weird thing, you know. People don't know,
0: like you said, people don't know what to do. I'm, I'm I know I can get awkward sometimes when people say stuff and there's super deep. I, my, my, I resort to humor, but I have like a dark sense of humor. Someone's like, oh, I lost it. my grandma died, and I'd be like. Well, better better them than you. Like I'll say something <laughs> yeah, stupid yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Like, oh, well, you know, you're right. gonna have to go one day. What the other? How, what you
1: just seen the other guy? <laughs> she, she died. That's <laughs> so stupid.
0: Stupid. But it, it's, it's one of those things. It's just like just just say what's on your mind. Just have, end, end of the day. Ugh. All I know is all I got right now is right here, right yeah, yeah. now. Hell yeah, with, exactly. Right here with this conversation. That's it. I, it's hard to think five, ten years down the road now yeah. when you just don't know.
1: Yeah, I feel the same way. And I think that's that's a really fresh perspective for our careers and our lives mm-hmm. and our relationships, you know, because... It's a well, not to be self-righteous, like rah, rah, I got it all figured out. I don't, but I think it helps me get quicker to like what I need to do for my, my stuff. yeah Here's where I'm at. Here's where you're at. Let's talk like I'm so much more transparent. Greg knows. I, I, everybody, all my friends know, like I, I'm from New York and New Jersey. So like we're already that way. But I think that since this event, it's that leveler, man. It's like, here's what's really up, you know, let's just and I don't understand why we can't all be this way. What's your goal in all of this. I think we have similar goals. I want to be on your show. Uh-huh. I want to play the Italian guy Done. on your show. Yeah, That's one of them now. I just come in and go, hey, Willie, what are you doing over there? <laughs> um, I, I don't act as much as you, but I, I've always loved interviewing. So I've been interviewing for a long time. I think having a like a talk show that gets bigger, like whether it's this or Network or Beyond, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then touring and, and, and selling tickets and making people laugh. I mean, stand-up for me has become the new goal. I was always—I've always been a TV host. I kind of now morphed to like TV hosting is great, mm-hmm. but I'd much rather be a working comedian. Mm-hmm. I think like, I've always been a comedy host. Now I'm like I'm no—I'm a stand-up comic, and that change uh, happened when I moved here. So it's—but it, I'm sure you can relate too because you did—you've done a bunch of things in your career. That shift is also important. Like no, we're stand-ups. We do this for a living. Whatever scraps I might be making here and there, as as I'm new at it, I'm doing it. For a living. I used to just do it for, like, peripherally on the side. Like, oh, that, I could be funny on stage. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm like a working comic. And it just it's, in my mind, it's a business now as much as it's fun. But I'm trying to make it more of a business, which means I need listeners and views and fans and all that. It's daunting, too, you know? It's very daunting. It's it, It's
0: a different world. It's a different world because people want us to do most of the work. Totally. Like back in the 80s and 90s, how did people promote shows back then? Like, the, now they were like, like I, I had a, a promoter get on me, like, can you make this a post on your page? I'm like, I'm doing this as a story. And they're yeah. like, no, can you make it an actual post? I'm like, you're not even paying me for the yeah, show. Yeah,
1: yeah, that is value, yeah. I'm not, I'm not just posting this in my timeline. Yeah. I'm like... Yeah, yeah, you're not even getting paid. I mean, yeah. there's value. Kevin Hart famously, actually, I remember this story about Kevin Hart. Um, I used to know the guys at Caroline's in New York where he used to drive from Philly and do his shows at Caroline's, work it, brand new kid doing it, stay after every show. He talked to every single person in the crowd. He would get their contact. He started a mailing list first, I think. Then he started a social media list when that came out, right? And I think he's famously, you probably know this, one of the first studio deals he did. They're like, all right, you post about the movie. And they say, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. these are my... I've. He just worked a decade or however long developing his people, his fans. He's like, That's money. He's like, You want me to promote your movie? He's like, That's a. He kind of changed that model, I think. It was him and The Rock, maybe, first were the ones like really doing it. We're like, Oh, no, no. Here's my money for the movie. Here's the money for the social if you want me to Mm -hmm. promote it. Because think about it with stand up, I mean, it's a grind. Every fan you get likes your comedy, likes what you're doing. It's like a grind, it's person to person at shows and online. Yeah. It's literally like, so. He he kind of started that in a way that I think is the model for all of us now. It's like keep growing, and you got a great following. You got people liking what you're doing, man. It's it's good to see. Yeah, it's good to see. It's I I I need I need
0: more uh, people to to for the shows to stick. I get a lot of females that come to my show thinking that something they like
1: that they want something to happen between me and them. You you got to use that man. Not a lot of comedians can pull the sexy thing. You got to use that and abuse it. That's why I wear
0: (laughs) cardigans, man. (laughs) It balances out my (laughs) sexiness. It makes me look more humble. But you know, it's 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 interesting. It's fun. it, it's it's harder to it is harder because we now a lot of comics are posting their comedy yeah. online to you know i do it so you know we get these views or whatever but then sometimes people will have already heard heard a lot of our material mm-hmm. so that's when you start to uh the more crowd work you do the bigger your social media can blow up from
1: from the crowd work yeah uh, you think? I mean, it's yeah, it's a different time. I just committed to posting more on on TikTok every day, just crowd moments, because I'm trying to grow. But I also am not that territorial about material anymore, because the way I see it is like it's a different generation. It's disposable. So mm-hmm. like, even if you post, I know one comic. I've seen his one joke every every other week for like uh, six months. Like, yeah, it's a growing thing now. It's not. It's disposable. You saw it this day, you throw it away. The next time you do something. New people see it, so but I, I used to be very territorial about what I shared. Now I'm like, I don't care anymore. Like yeah. I just want to grow, and I, and I and hopefully my material is gonna only morph in a year. Like I'm trying to write more. I know you had a writing session earlier, so you're, yeah. I'm sure you're writing a lot. I'm writing on um,
0: me and my writing bro- scripts. Yeah, it's getting ready for this old crazy strike to be over. Smart. To be prepared, yeah. Be prepared, yeah. I'm yeah. in a writing program right now, and uh, it's called Black Boy, Black Girl Writes, where they're putting uh, people of color, black people, in writer's rooms. Nice. So the, the goal is to just put my story out there. Yeah. I, and I also look at the things that's happened to me in my life as something that I will be able to pull
1: from so that I'm able to tell more people. Totally. Well, you have it, man. I mean, I, I've only seen you perform a couple of times just last week, and you're just so genuine and real and so mu- having so much fun. I always watch other comics, and I, I don't watch like, you know, some people could be competitive. I really feel like a student. I think I'm always going to feel like a student. I love seeing other comics Be like, oh, that guy does that well. That guy does that. That girl did that. Oh, I like that. I want to try and do that more in my set. You are having so much fun. Yeah. And I think... That's such a big part of this business, specifically stand up. We get so in our heads with our material, and we just want to do well. Yeah. But I try and tell myself every show, have fun. And I watched you the other night when you were hosting a show. The, the night before you did a set, you're having fun, man. And you know your stuff's funny. But even if, even if you went up there knowing it wasn't, you you're just having fun, mm-hmm. right? Like, I think that's such a big part of this. And I want to play for everybody. This was. Um, Something on YouTube I saw from a couple months ago. What was this? Was this a special?
0: Yeah, uh, this is Don't Tell Comedy. So Don't Tell uh they film some of their some of their comedians. They get they do like these You never done a Don't Tell show, huh? No,
1: I I've heard of them, but I've never never done one.
0: You got to roll with me. They they pack out. They 75 to 150 people best audiences. Cool. And uh after you do so many, they kind of like vote on like which comic should we have you know film or oh, whatever great. the process that's is? Great. And this is what this is from. Don't tell comedy and uh, filming
1: that. Awesome. Let's take a look at it, uh, Greg. You just hit four on the board for this. Here we go. Don't tell comedy. Willie, Mack. people like
0: playing with me because I wear glasses and glasses make me look safe. It's just <laughs> glasses and a cardigan. Oh my god. <laughs> White folks love this look. <laughs> <laughs> When I found out I was going west of Sepulveda, <laughs> I went in the back of the
1: closet like... <laughs> 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 that's what I mean, see? I love that. They love this!
0: I know what glasses make me look like. If I take my glasses off and look at everybody like this... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's this angry black guy that's on stage, but if I keep this face, and put my glasses on, now I look like I'm thinking about something. <laughs> <laughs> Still saying angry black guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, bro. See, you're just you're just having a good time. I love to see that.
0: In this particular clip, uh I had a soda in my pocket that I didn't even know that I had what? until like late. Yeah, it, it it'll, it'll be shown like further down like uh i think it's like halfway through like yeah, yeah let's let's look.
1: let's look are you are you it, feel funny about it you're like oh i i don't oh i think i see it right there
0: yeah it's in there but then i, I pull it out because i'm like oh shit that's where my drink went and i like yeah i was just like uh I, i'm yeah like you're saying i'm up there having the freaking time of my life
1: and i'm just yeah hear this. i want to see this dude you look great this is awesome watch this guys <laughs>
0: You know why else I like wearing cards? I, I kept my drink and hit the hole. <laughs> <laughs> this is a utility card.
1: <laughs> <laughs> one of one. <laughs> See, yeah, but that's what I mean. You're you're so in the moment with your material. I think that's a really great skill set you've yeah. developed or it's natural to you now. You're just having a blast. That's great, man.
0: And I think that's important for a lot of I'm gonna speak for myself. For, I'm going to say for comedians, but as a comic myself, I was like, what is going to make me stand out versus all the other comedians that's out here? Mm. And one, beside the material that is, a lot of it is relating to me and my life, but also there's this fun aspect to it. And when you're in the moment and having fun, you can interject jokes that you might have written, but people won't know that it was already already written, Mm -hmm, -written. mm pre-written. So, like, if I sit... People have already heard so many... It's hard dating. People know what's gonna probably come. Blah 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 blah. And you might have your own. It's hard dating bit. Or people have heard. People have heard so many things so many times from so many comedians over the years. Like once upon a time, 60s, you could just do one of those. Me and Martha went to the da 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 do 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 boom. It was, just, it was just it. And people loved it. We'll watch some of that stuff now and be like, God. That's what that's what comedy was yeah. back then. Yeah. Then in then in the 70s, 80s, you know, it started to get a little bit more raw. But at the point everything's kind of been said like I'll tell a joke about my son and be like yeah it's hard raising a kid because of this 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 and that somebody be like oh such and such said that back in the 90s I'm like do you think he's the only person that's dealing with a badass kid Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. so now what can I do to make myself stand out even more Mm -hmm. than the material that cause if I talk about smoking a cigar somebody gotta smoke I dated this white chick oh here's another black guy that dated a white chick (laughs) so now I'm like all right. I'm gonna be in the moment, so people feel like I came up with this stuff that's great. on the spot. So I'm yeah. like, "Are y'all a couple? Yeah, we are a couple. Uh I wish, wish, you, you look like a chick that I
1: dated before.
0: Boom, going into in my thing. dated yeah.
1: that's joke the right there. If we're doing our jobs well, everything seems like we're just having a good time up there, mm-hmm. and we're and we're just rattling off, and you don't know what was written, what was you know, what wasn't. And I I'm writing
0: that. as I'm up on stage. Yeah, yeah, that's great too. In my head, I'm. Going, I'm like, okay, what joke can I do next? Like, I have certain bullet points. I'm like, all right, that comedian said something like this and it
1: didn't work. So now I'm going to rearrange yeah. it. I'm going to
0: take that out and maybe say it. I'm doing this the entire time I'm up.
1: Yeah, there. I think that's such a part of the job. I've just learned as I've done it for a few years, like this, the kind of studying of the room in the night. It's mm-hmm. like so much. It's it's honestly a lot of mental work. Like, you're just kind of like, what's going on? And I feel like I have the worst shows when I don't pay attention. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I show up and I'm like, ah, la, 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 and I, I'll make a joke. Happened in New York, actually, last show. Where, like, I made a joke about the one guy who was being loud in the crowd. It turned out, like, he, like, said a death threat to somebody at the set before. The whole crowd hated him. But I missed it. Mm. So I went up there. I was like, oh, this guy is funny. And, like, he was just, I was just reacting in my moment. So it's like, you know, understanding yeah. the overall night. That's what's so fun about it, man. I'm inspired by the way you work because it's like you're, you're doing the thing. You get great material, but you're also – you're having so much fun and you're very present and you're in the moment. And you're writing the moments that will hit. Like I'm trying to do that now with the crowd too. Like, hey – how long you guys been together? Well, my marriage, and and to your point about everything being said, no one said your story, no one said mine, mm-hmm. and that's what's fun about this too. Yeah, only we can do our material, only us, and only your material is gonna get you a show. yeah that's, that's what I mean. Like you're not, if you're not gonna pretend to be someone you're not, you know. Mm-hmm. I think the authenticity thing is so real with you that you're just on your way, man. It's happening. It's gonna happen. It's happening, bro. It's happening. Before I get you into an icebox and uh-huh. cool you down, I do want to make sure people know all of your work. I feel like I see you in commercials every day. Yeah. So look out for Willie in every commercial. It seems every like. commercial. Are you just the, Did you did you hit a stride with commercials? Where they were like, "This is the guy." I
0: am that. I'm one of the one. I'm one of the few working commercial actors like there's there's a there's a group of us of us but yeah i'm one of the go tos that people kind of look for like totally. you know that i'm coming in the room you know you're gonna you know what you're gonna get yeah i just get commercials commercials is just something that i just learned i understand it i've like i've done maybe a little over i may i've done over 50 national commercials Damn. And, uh, yeah, like I said, got more coming on the way. That's it's great. low-key part of it is the glasses. I had a, a casting director tell me. I took a casting director's class, and he was like, uh, Willie, you got this amazing look, blah, 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 blah. He's like, but if you want to start booking more commercials, here's what you're going to have to do. And I remember hearing it. And if it was, if he said it now to the crowd, to the to the students, somebody probably would have got offended, and maybe I should have. But I want money, so I'm like, let's hear. <laughs> he said, "You're gonna have to take the baritone out your voice, and you're going to have to talk a little bit. Fa- you're gonna have to talk faster, uh. and uh, maybe put some glasses on." And uh. I said, and I remember saying in the class, I'm like, "So what? You want me to act white?" You know, Mm -hmm. got a little chuckle from the class. But he said, yeah, if you want to book. And I said, what? He said, you have to understand this, Willie. All the production companies are mainly white. All the directors, mainly white. The advertisers are mainly white. The clients Mm -hmm. are mainly white. He was like, so when they're writing these copies and they're going back and forth and they're reading it to themselves and it's months of, like a, a commercial copy takes like four months for it to, to go from sure. idea to, and they're hearing it, they hear themselves. Yeah, They're seeing their selves in it. Yeah. So they're like, All right, hey, can you read this with me? And so they hear that. They don't yeah. hear, hey, I love this Coca-Cola. They yeah, hear, yeah. I love this Coca-Cola. Yeah. They hear that. So I had to learn how to Ooh. become a little cardigan And glasses to soften my look and to soften my voice and to soften my appeal so that I'm able to do more commercials and become
1: more of a commercial talent. That's so interesting and smart. Also, it's funny how you kind of make fun of basically what happened to you with commercials with your stand-up. That's exactly where that glasses glasses bit come from. Yeah, that bit's perfect. That's that's where they came from. That's really what happened in your career. Mm Mm-hmm. It is interesting too, and kind of messed up that that's kind of what what has to happen for you to get the roles I mean it has to change a little bit right it's
0: they're 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 changing, yeah. but it's not real
1: it's not, uh. yeah, yeah that's, that's wild, but I also think you like. You don't seem disingenuous by this look. It seems like maybe like you. you d- it d- works, and but, I like it. But wait, your old school friends from home—do they think they have shifted? Clown me? They, cl- I was gonna say, do they think they call like, me oh, Hollywood? <laughs> they,
0: they get, they get them. I still have a friend that still wears Fubu to this
1: day. <laughs> <laughs> also, you losing the big hair too? It's yeah. like I feel like that's something like you had that from home. I, I like, had
0: right? that. I had. I had an afro for most of my life. I shot a uh, credit karma commercial. And they cut my hair in the commercial. Oh, cool. And so I was like, let me just keep it cut for like a year. Let me see what happens. So that's where my fro fro Mm -hmm. is right now. So I'm like, I got maybe another four months to just really...
1: like, is this something I want to do or do yeah. I want to grow my afro back? Yeah. So that's the stage that I'm at right now. I mean, you get to decide. You're also working enough. I think in the commercial world, people know you now. You've made a reputation. I'm mm-hmm. sure you could even maybe morph more if you wanted at this point. Yeah. Because you've gotten the work for so long, you know? Yep. Any crazy things that have happened from commercial work? Like, have you been, has your face been on a bus or anything like wild like that? Or?
0: <laughs> I think one of the coolest commercials that I think I've ever done is. Um, I was I was the face of this brand called Pump Water down in New Zealand. We shot it in Sydney, Australia. So they flew me down to Sydney, cool. shot it. So I, my face was on the buses. It was I. We shot a bunch of ads. People dressed up as me for Halloween, and so I thought that was pretty cool to be like a spokesperson for that brand, and then see the photos and the people like I'm I'm the Pump Water guy. Uh and I think so in New Zealand, if you follow rugby, the New Zealand uh rugby team is called the All Blacks. And um I remember going down there and we was while we was filming in um, like I said, in Sydney, and I guess the New Zealand's football team was over or rugby team was over there playing, and everybody was wearing shirts that says all blacks, all blacks, like, all blacks. And I was like, yeah. Like, I'm like, this is the most wokest area in the entire world. And then something that I remember the director was like, Willie, that's the football <laughs> team's name. I was like,
1: that's what's up. Uh, it's funny. <laughs> that's awesome, man. I don't want to just talk about commercial work. I do also want to mention, you know, your acting work. You've been in so many things. You also started in reality TV, right? Was that where yeah. you started?
0: I started in reality TV. It was a show on BET called College Hill. Yeah. It was the BET version of uh, the real world. So they took uh, four people from the uh, Los Angeles and four people from the Virgin Islands, and we shot there in the Virgin Islands. Actually, I'll be in the Virgin Islands next week doing a comedy show. Oh, that's cool, uh, St. Thomas. And so, yeah. That was a fun time. Those were some fun time. This was we were the first black reality show. Mm-hmm. So before all the love and hip hops and the blah 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 blahs, it was us. Yeah. So we shot to superstardom really fast, and it was amazing. It was amazing. I remember running into like Beyonce at the BET Awards, and like she knew who I was. Janet Jackson. Wow. I me and Jermaine Dupri were cool at one point. Uh, back when Chris Brown and Rihanna were together. Mm. like I remember I was at the mall one time, and this, this big-ass 6'6 six, six black guy comes up to me. He's like, Willie man, And I'm like, ah, shit. And I'm like, hopefully, um, in my head, I was wilding out a little bit. So in my head, I was like, oh, man, hopefully I didn't mess with this dude's <laughs> chick or something. That's the first thing that came to my mind. And he's like, Willie. I said, yeah, man, what's up? He was like, uh... Lil John watches you all the time on the tour bus. Wow. And I was like, what? <laughs> He was like, Lil John, why did you? He's like, Yeah, I'm his I'm his personal security, whatever. And he was he loves College Hill. Damn. I was like, shut up. So it was a very fun time. And the reason I kind of even got into stand-up was because of that, because I was goofy on College Hill. I was I was the cl- I was a clown. And I remember doing a lot of radio interviews, and people was like, You funny on the show, man. Tell us a joke, Willie. And I never had a joke. Mm. So the very first joke I ever wrote in my entire life. 2007 was uh, I wrote a joke. What was it? I said, I'm new to L.A. Um, Since I've been here, I got shot at three times. My place got broken into and my car got stolen. But I got that taken care of and I broke up with that chick.
1: (laughs) That was the very first joke that I ever wrote. That's great. And the joke still holds up. (laughs) Uh, It's great to see you continue to write jokes, man. It's good to see you continue to do your thing. Guys, If you haven't followed Willie, make sure you follow him at Willie Mac everywhere. Two C's. Go see him on the road. Man, you're such a real one. I'm so grateful you were here today. Thank you guys for listening, for watching, subscribing. We're having real chats every week right here. So come on back. Willie, you're the man. See you guys.